the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710-KNUS. Great to be with you today, as always. If you want to join in to the festivities, give us a call. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number to do just that. You can also text into the show on the 710 KNUS app on your smartphone. Name in town, name in town. If you wish to text in, please. Great ways to get in touch with the program. And, of course, there are other ways, too. 24-7, 365, you can tweet at me or post at me. I always like to tweet as a verb. Yeah, it's X now, no longer Twitter. But tweeting, it just, it just sounds, you know what I'm talking about. You can tweet at me at saying center. That's saying with an E, not an A, center on Twitter. And of course, there's Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash Jimmy Sangenberger Pro or search Jimmy Sangenberger Media Personality on Facebook. And of course, as well, you can email me 24-7-365. Go to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show page at 710knus.com or my website, jimmysangenberger.com. Keep in mind, there's no A, I, or U in Sangenberger. It's all E's all the time. Once you know that, Sangenberger is easy. So, lots of ways to get in touch with us. We have ample opportunity for you to join the conversation as well, again, 303-696-1971, because for the next two hours, we don't have a guest. We have lots to talk about, lots to dive in, but we don't have a guest until the 8 o'clock hour. Top of that hour, we will be joined by State Senator Barb Kirkmeyer, who will join us to talk about the special session that is going on in the legislature right now this weekend where the Democrats are already, let's be real here, betraying the voters. The voters of Colorado said clearly and unequivocally two Tuesdays ago, keep your hands, keep your grubby little big government hands off our Tabor refunds. For property tax relief. Stop. Don't do it. Well, so what do they go ahead and they do? Well, they're using Tabor refunds for all sorts of things, including expansion of some earned income tax credit, which is not what this whole thing was supposed to be about. So they can do a a, a, a social agenda in the midst of a property tax crisis, literally We're talking about property taxes skyrocketing 40% because of the Gallagher Amendment going away a couple of years ago with no replacement in place. And it's a government, literally a government-generated crisis because 
taxes are too damn high and people are unable to make their property tax payments. And when when you look at that, when you look at that, you have to think, okay, hmm, isn't that what they should be addressing? Isn't the crisis that they should be addressing the taxpayer issue and taxes being too damn high and people being unable to afford that? Because that's what I checked and, and saw. That's what Polis even said when he announced the property tax relief for his bogus special session. That's supposedly it. But not what they're actually doing. And it, it I wish I could say that it was mind-boggling, except it's predictable. They always want to go after our Tabor refunds. Go after our Tabor refunds. And here they are, they have their opportunity, and they're going for it. Well beyond the purview of property tax relief. And they're doing it, as I write yesterday in the Denver Gazette, in a convoluted way. That is to say, they're adding all these complexities. Oh, we want to help people by doing their earned income tax credit. We want to do this. We want to do that. When all they need to do is Republicans proposed a bill that the Democrats killed near instantly was reduce the income tax rate down to 4%, something, by the way, that Polis claims to support. So this legislative session is not what it is made out to be. They say, oh, my goodness. The legislature is going to give you relief, going to help out. And then what actually happens? Quite, quite, quite the opposite. And it is astonishing, although not surprising, to see how they're acting here. What do you make of it all? The bait and switch? It's not even a bait and switch. It's just what they told us they wanted to do with Prop HH. And they're not learning the lesson from Colorado voters, plain and simple. Because then here's what happens. They do this earned income tax credit and some of the other goodie bags that they want. And then next year it's, well, let's make this next year's thing. And we could do it again every year. And just set it up as the new Tabor mechanism. Do it annually. By Tabor mechanism, I mean that the legislators are able to get together under the Golden Dome every year and they decide, how are we going to distribute the Tabor refund? Normally, it comes back in the form of a refund check. There are a couple of other little pieces to it. But generally speaking, we all get a piece of it. It just depends on how much we paid into the system. The more you pay in, the more you get back, which kind of makes sense. That's traditionally how it's been. Then we had the Colorado cashback a couple years ago. Their attempt to rebrand the Tabor refund. It was an election gimmick to say we're going to equalize the tax refund, the Tabor refund, so that everybody gets the same amount. What was it, like 750 per person, 1500 per couple, something like that? 
And that's what they set up for Prop HH to do as part of their gimmick to sell the deceptive ballot measure. And of course, the voters said, nope, we're not going to let you pull the wool over our eyes on this one. So it gets defeated resoundingly. But in the legislature, they're going to do an equalized refund. It's going to be smaller, I would imagine, than we would otherwise get because they're going to pull money from it for other things. But they're going to say, oh, the earned income tax credit, we're giving a tax credit with some of the refund money to certain people. And so that's a method of Tabor refunds. We're going to provide property tax relief to folks in the form of a greater exemption that is being paid for. So what they want to do is have a slightly larger exemption on the first X amount that you uh, of the value of your home. That amount is exempted and then everything above that is taxed. And we'll pay for it with Tabor refunds. And it is astonishing. Again, I I go back to that word. Because it's a brazen dismissal of the voters. It's a brazen dismissal of the voters. So much so that even Kyle Clark had to call it out on 9 News. No matter what you believe about tax policy, I bet you believe in honesty and respect. The Democrats who control government in Colorado should show more of both to voters. Democrats have to decide whether they're going to go after Tabor refunds again, right after voters rejected their Prop HH tax plan by 19 points. That's a nearly 20-point loss for Democrats. And the state where Democrats have been winning statewide by nearly 20 points. Was that a wake-up call? Nope. Democrats are saying that there's no way to know if the shellacking is because Coloradans want to keep their Tabor refunds. Because, you know, that Prop HH was just so darn complicated. Who made it complicated? It was Democrats who put Prop HH on the ballot, knowing that it was at best complicated and at worst deceptive. And I would bet that they know that the overwhelming opposition to their tax plan was because Coloradans want to keep their Tabor refunds. Why can we assume that? Well, because Democrats' messaging on Prop HH misleadingly claimed that it preserved Tabor refunds. Come on, you wouldn't say that unless it's what voters wanted to hear. What I'd like voters to hear is more honesty and more respect from the single party that controls state government. Okay, not bad. Called out the complicated aspect of Prop HH and Democrats being bogus for saying that's the reason why it failed. It was just so darn complicated for the little people to understand. The little voters to understand. Just so darn complicated. I made that point in my dysfunction column a couple weeks ago. Saying this is what voters really resoundingly rejected in Denver, Aurora and on the statewide ballot. And that was dysfunction. And I explained how Prop HH and the complicated excuse ties into that. I also talked about the complicated aspect, not only of Prop HH, but now this special session bill that they have that's multi-layered, multifaceted in the bill compared with what we saw, or it's, it's similar to what we saw in Prop HH, just a different brand. 
right on down to the convoluted nature. I wrote about that in my Denver Gazette column yesterday. Now I do have some wisdom from a listener text coming in. And it's a fair point. Wrong. I don't know that I was wrong, but okay, let's bear with you. I think the legislators have learned quite well. If the voters pass or vote down ballot measures, they can just ignore the outcome and pass what they want. Yeah. Great point. That's the longer-term lesson that they have learned. Screw Tabor. We can always do our runarounds. What about all the fees? All the times that the legislature, the all-knowing, all-powerful General Assembly, has gone and said, hmm, you know, that whole Tabor thing, we get it. We're just going to call it a fee instead, and then we don't have to go to you for a vote. Fee after fee after fee after fee. And we're just going to call it something different because you don't know the difference. Or the, the Supreme Court of the state of Colorado will be in our back pocket and they'll rule it constitutional. Not a bad point from the listener. That's for darn sure. Boy, am I fired up already? How about you? 303-696-1971 is our telephone number if you'd like to join in to the festivities. Let's go to Michael in Wheat Ridge first up this morning. Good early morning to you, Michael. How are you? Hey, good morning, Jimmy. I love your show. When I'm Thank in you, Denver, brother. I can pick you guys up. I've been living in Summit County for 30 years, and I've been living in my van for seven years, okay? So... Um, I see a lot of the things that go on in this town that most people, when they go home, they don't see. Okay. But anyway, I, I wanted to talk to you about the blues, man. Uh, okay. You um, know what? I will divert from Tabor because, you know what? First of all, I'm feeling the Tabor blues. So talk to me about some blues, brother. What's up? Well, dig this lineup. I, Fox, this is in the 80s, Fox uh, Theater, I believe, in Boulder. John Mayall, Coco Montoya. Uh-huh. Walter Trout, uh-huh. headliner, buddy guy. Oh, God. What When was this? It was in the 80s. I want to say maybe 88. See, Mayall, what you're, what you're showing is, so what was Mayall with Montoya and Trout? To, were they together yeah. as part of the, the his, yeah. his, his, his uh, Blues Breakers? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they still went by the Blues Breakers, yeah. Yeah, because he made them, got helped them get their starts, along with so well, many other musicians. The, the list goes on, right, for how many yeah. people uh, may all got kicked uh, into gear. You know, I, I always think, you know, when these guys, you know, pass on, go to uh, break through to the other side there, when these guys do, I wonder how much... Um, Cred he's going to get, right? He, yeah. uh, the guy from Fat White Brown, Kim, Kim Simmons, mm-hmm. hardly anybody mentioned mm. him. Came with uh, um, the guy from 10 years after. Uh, Alvin, Alvin Lee. Lee. Yeah. No, yeah. I, you're, you're I mean, right. And, and frankly, Walter Trout and Coco Montoya, these are people that if you're a blues lover who's listening right now, you got to check them out. Or if you go on to... Tab Benoit, who's one of the best guitarists that yeah. I see when he comes through town. You go to my buddy Tommy Castro, or uh, you know, the, a lot of these guys are 
not getting the kind of cred that they should have and playing the venues in their size, larger size venues that they should be playing because uh, people don't know them well enough, and that's that's too bad. Real real quick, when I lived up in some County, Breckenridge used to do a free show on uh, Maggie Pond back in the 90s, and uh, it was a jazz, and then they did blues, and Elvin Bishop was the oh, nice. head guy with the blues. Another guy. And he come up mm. to you. He would come off the stage on the on the on the pond, three feet from you, with you know, because he didn't have he had that um, whatever he didn't have wires, and he'd be three feet from you, just way a little way right, and he's such a happy person when he played, right? Beautiful. Oh no, and, and you know who else super happy is? You mentioned him before, buddy guy. I mean, there's only one guy who can go on stage. And he's playing, and things get really slow. You bring it down nice and funky. You can smell it, like he would say. And he yeah. can go, shh, and boom. The crowd just goes silent. He's the only yeah. guy who could do that. And he, then he just smiles, and the people just cheer. Because you know at he's having concert, fun, and you're having fun. At that concert, Buddy Guy comes off the stage, walks down the aisle, and he had a wire. And the guy, the tech guy, is like letting it out, letting it out. He walked. I think he actually stepped outside the front door of of the theater, mm. playing. Yeah. Oh, it so fun. Phenomenal. Hey, I Michael, mean, I, I gotta my, run. Yeah, but my favorite, though, Luther Allison. Luther Allison. Oh my yeah. Favorite. You know what? Stay tuned. First bumper of the show, Luther Allison. Thank you. You you got it, brother. Hey, thanks for the call and bringing us a little oh, blues yeah. break about the Blues Breakers today. 303-696-1971. We got to run to a break. We'll pick up the conversation on the other side. News Talk 710 KNUS, the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Best damn bumper music known to man. Ten years running. It's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710 KNUS. I didn't know it, but it's a little blues for Michael who just called in. Some Luther Allison. May he rest in peace. Another one of those underrated guitar players. Truly, truly phenomenal. Off to the races we are already. Talking about the Democrats doing their bait and switch? No. Doing their treachery? Yeah. They betrayed the voters. They betrayed the voters' trust, but I keep being reminded by listeners that we should not be surprised by this and what shenanigans they're pulling at the special session right now. Listener text. Jimmy, you're already doing a great job. Thank you. I appreciate it. The legislature also turned around with the vote when the voter with the voters when they said yes to oil and gas and they said no. That is recall that the voters said no to an attempt to do gas tax and then they did a runaround with a gas a new fee. So legally can the legislature keep the money from Tabor? Or will they just have the ability to refund it how they choose to refund it? Well, they're going in the latter, and I don't think that's going to be stopped. I think if they they pass it, it's, it's how it's going to be. Is that what they're trying to do? Yes, that is what they're trying to do. They're using the Tabor refund mechanism process where the legislature can set how Tabor refunds are going to be dispersed. And they're abusing it with this new structure to put out some goodie bags, to throw out goodie bags for people and say, this is what we're doing. 
We're giving you all this benefit. It means a lower Tabor refund. It's coming from your Tabor refund, but we're going to do this on property taxes and earned income tax credit, so forth. It's just exhausting. And another question is, why do people keep voting for these people? There's a ton of independents out there. Do they not see this hypocrisy? Unfortunately, they don't. I think when a lot of Colorado voters who have come in from California, from the East Coast, and they bring their liberal sentiments, they're not voting based on Tabor issues. They're not aware of what games the Democrats are playing. When Tabor actually comes onto the ballot in a big way like Prop HH, they'll vote the right way. They'll say, no, we want to keep our Tabor. But the Democrats know that they'll keep voting Democrat. And they'll keep voting Democrat because guess what? It's other things, other issues that are driving them in this state. They're bringing their sentiments from out of state and they often don't realize what they're doing when they vote for Colorado Democrats in contravention to their beliefs as embodied at the ballot box in something like voting down Prop HH. And unfortunately, you're right. The Democrats will continue to do these runarounds until the people finally say, no, we're pushing back and we're going to have the Republicans get a chance to take the reins in the legislature and hopefully stop some of this bad stuff from happening. Mm. Just absolutely Again, I go back to it, astonishing. You know what's also astonishing? Is how now this month, for the third time, and this time in Colorado, the attempt to use the 14th Amendment to keep Donald Trump off the ballot has failed in court. And yet the Democrats continue to insist, oh my gosh, this is legitimate. It's a legit way to keep him off the ballot. It's entirely appropriate. In fact, here is Congressman Jamie Raskin on that. The Constitution is very clear on this question. And so, you know, it would be like saying, well, um, you know, should we have school desegregation or not? Should it be based on equal protection, what's in the Constitution, or should we just allow the voters to decide. And there are some things that we commit to the Constitution and then we follow the Constitution. It seems to me really strange to say when someone tries to overthrow the democratic process, as Donald Trump did, that the Constitution shouldn't apply to him. He agrees with that. He has said repeatedly, we don't need the Constitution. So I think what we need is a judicial determination of whether or not an impeachment by the House and a 57 to 43 vote in the Senate is enough to establish as a civil proposition that he's engaged in insurrection. Oh, my gosh. As established as a civil proposition. What? An impeachment is not a conviction. We learned that with Bill Clinton, right? We learned that twice with Trump, where those and those three occasions that impeachment happened, but there was no conviction in the trial that resulted in removal from office. You can't use that as a standard. But not only that, you got three different judges that have looked at this and said, no, we're not doing this. We're not playing this game. Because guess what? 
No matter where you fall down on Trump, and I'm very critical of him, I'm not the biggest fan of his run for president again, it's just plain wrong. It sets the wrong press, a bad precedent, a dangerous precedent. And it isn't constitutional to say we're just going to toss him off the ballot using the 14th Amendment, especially when there's no conviction, whether in the court of law or whether by Congress or the Senate in an impeachment proceeding. And you can't leave it up to a, a single judge. A single judge to unilaterally make it known that Trump is not eligible on the ballot because of making their own determination about insurrection and qualifying and this and that. Fundamentally wrong on every level. And for the third time, they got their asses handed to them in court in this effort to use the 14th Amendment. Let's do it at the ballot box, people. Do it at the ballot box. 303-696-1971. I'm already fired up, and we're going to get even more fired up. Eric, the great American from Stapleton, is calling in on the program. Good morning, brother. How are you? Hi, Jimmy. Great American. I am hot as fish grease like you. I (laughs) I have that same sentiment. You know what, my friend? Untabor, Jimmy. No means no. You know, we said yes. no. The Democrats, when they lose, they are the worst losers, and they go around, just like you were saying earlier, other ways to get it done. You know, and, one of my uh, favorite uh, bands, Blues Traveler, was one of the great harp players of all time, John Popper, has that tune, probably their most famous tune, Run Around. And that really is <laughs> what is going on here in the legislature, a runaround of the voters. And the Fourth Amendment, I think, explains, you know, the, the, the Constitution to all of us that live in the United States, simplifies it, you know, about what Trump had made the case to where he can be on the ballot, my brother. And my point that I told your great, uh, the other Jim, the other Jim. Yes. Yes. I, I text and me and George Brockler, I'm going to be up in front and open with this. Tina Peters. He, uh, he was talking about all the stuff that she's going through. Uh-huh. And I, I text George, Jimmy, and George, I had asked him a question. George, can Tina Peters subpoena Eric Comer and the Dominion Manufacturing Machine people, Smartmatics, etc.? And he says, he just said simply, yes. And my question to you, young man, can Tina Peters uh, subpoena Jenna Griswold? With all her shenanigans and investigate her as well. Well, I it depends on where this lawsuit would go. I don't think that that actually would be relevant. So no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Dan Rubenstein did his 
uh, separate in when when an indictment passed as the as the, the district back. attorney. But yeah, put his name in the back. Look, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the whole thing is 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 absurd. Uh, this lawsuit trying to preempt federal charges is absurd. There's no free speech question going on here with Tina Peters, and what uh-huh. we're but but there is more of a free speech question going on when it comes to attempting to use the Fourteenth Amendment or other means to disqualify Trump from being on the ballot. Now, that's where you do have legit free speech claims. And also, just it's fundamentally wrong. But before I let you go, because I got other calls to to run to, you agree with me, the 14th Amendment, that after three legal cases, it just shows (laughs) how bunk it is? I mean, you know how critical I am of Trump, but that's just the reality. Yeah, but I know if it gets on there in in the primary, I know where your vote's going. I just keep that secret between me and you. All right, Eric. Hey, I appreciate the call. 303-696-1971. We've got one line open. Before we run to the break, let's go to Joe in Arvada. Joe, good morning. Morning, Jimmy. You have to ask yourself, what is the goal? What is the paradigm being uh, sought after? In other words, okay, step aside from all these different pushes by the Democrats. What are they aiming towards? And then you look and see where they're going around the country. Look at New York. Look at San Francisco. Look at Washington, D.C. Look at Atlanta. What they want is power brokers, elite, wealthy, Democrat, uber liberals running the show and using you and me as useful idiots towards their goal. That is the, the paradigm. The, the, the usurpation of the tax system is paramount because they got to fund the engine of Marxism to get there. And this is exactly what happened in, in China. It's exactly what happened in uh, – you, you go down the list, Venezuela. You, you gain the, the, the power through the business entities, and once you have fascist control of them, you squeeze the little people like you and me, wring out every last drop of, of – uh, financial wealth, and then you squash them p- politically and legally, and you run your own law system with the power elite, like that judge that was is presiding over Trump. He looks like Bernie Sanders up there. Uh, you know, uh, I decide sure. against Donald Trump. Oh, well, we haven't even heard the case yet. Joe, I, I have to I have to run to the break. I, I do appreciate this call. A lot of truth in what you said, particularly in terms of the idea of the elites control. This is why I have always said for years and years and years, put it this way, the all-knowing, all-powerful government, whether that's federal or state or local, is because they do have a conceited belief that they know what's best for you and your life, and that's why they don't care what the voters said two weeks ago, unequivocally, 20 percentage points saying no to screwing with our Tabor refunds. They're going to do it anyway. My goodness. 
303-696-1971. We'll continue the conversation on the other side. The calls are already just going, going, going off the hook. 303-696-1971. Once again, our telephone numbers. Keep it right here. Jimmy Sangenberger, News Talk, 710 KNUS. Wrapping up the first hour, little Jeff Healy. I love this tune. It could all get blown away. One of the great blind guitar players of all time. Died way too soon. And this is a teaser for what's coming up in the next hour when we talk a little bit about Denver Public Schools and the last board meeting with one Tay Anderson. You think, okay, it could all get blown away, those lyrics? Well, that's kind of what happened with Anderson. Although if you listen to his speech the other night, you would hear, oh, no, the cynics didn't win. And um, actually, why I decided to run for the state house, well, it, it has nothing to do with my failings. It became very clear to me that every student in Colorado should benefit from the progress we've made in Denver Public Schools. That is why I chose not to run for re-election, and that is why I am running to be the next State House representative from House District 8. Things are just so rosy at Denver Public Schools. I couldn't be just there. I had to bring this success to the legislature. Oh, and I got a nice shout-out the other night. Nice little shout out from Tay. That's coming up in the next hour with some other things we didn't discuss yesterday as well on the program. But let's continue with the phone conversation. 303-696-1971. Let's try and squeeze two more before the break. Let's go to Larry in Denver. Morning, Larry. Morning, Jimmy. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, sir. What's on your mind? I just want to let you know that I I did not get my uh, taper refund in the last tax year. Uh, and I, when I called to ask why, they said my taxes weren't in on time. Well, I put in uh, uh, last year. I put in for an extension because of a complicated business year. My taxes were on time. They were due like the 18th. And when they called the state, they said they had to be in on the 17th, even though the 18th was the date they had to be in. Hmm. So to me, that is just stealing by the state when they do that. And I'm, and but I actually got someone on the phone from the state that told me that. Okay. Well, I. I don't know how that would work. My thought is if there is something legit to what you're saying, and I have no reason to to doubt you per se, Larry, um, I would say try and – I don't know who you would talk to if you want to try and wrestle that uh, tax refund that you are owed per Tabor. I'm not sure who you would talk to about that, but you might see if there's a tax attorney in Colorado who knows Tabor law and look into that. But uh, that sucks. I'm sorry. Okay, that's good. I just thought I'd let you know. Yeah. Thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Thanks, Larry. Let's go now to Marcus in Aurora. Morning, Marcus. Good morning, Jimmy. Above average, Jimmy. Why, thank so, you, above average, Marcus. What's up? <laughs> Not much. Uh, my opinion is with uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I see them both in the race, so you know which way I'm going. So you see them both in the race. You know what's really interesting is that multiple polls now, including Marquette Law School and a Fox News poll, show that Nikki Haley, among Haley, DeSantis, and Trump, is the most formidable against Biden. Interesting. And no doubt. Yeah. And, and But I do see Biden and Trump head in head. That's just my opinion. We'll see. But, we'll see what ends yeah, up happening I there. I mean, I, obviously, <laughs> odds are in 
Trump's favor for the nomination for sure, Marcus. But I would say I would actually not count uh, Haley or DeSantis out at this point. I just wouldn't. No, I I, I don't. I just but I just see that coming down the line. Yeah. But I always looked at when the Republicans from Colorado, they walked off. Yeah. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, they don't think about that. And then all of a sudden. They don't want him on the ballot. Hmm. That's kind of strange. Hmm. Marcus, hey, I appreciate the call. We got to run. 303-696-1971. We'll pick up the conversation on the other side. Jeff Healy texts a listener. Now that man was eminently qualified to sing the blues. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? And Alexa and Littleton, progress in DPS schools? Tay is delusional. Even more than delusional about that. He really fundamentally has delusions of grandeur. And another text. Good morning, Jimmy. Joy from Brighton here. Can you remind listeners, there is a rally at the east side of the Capitol today, east side state Capitol, from from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Bring no on HH signs and American flags. All right, there you go. From Joy and Brighton. A rally is happening at the east side of the Capitol today from 8.30 to 10 a.m. Be there. Make your voice heard. The legislature needs to know that we are watching and we are not happy. We are not accepting accepting of the games they are playing, the runaround they are doing of the voters on this. So flagrant. It's abominable. But alas, it is the only means by which they can finally achieve their agenda of eradicating Tabor, because that's what they want to do. That's what this comes down to. And it's more about getting rid of that check on government of we the people than anything else. Let's keep the phones going and the text coming in, 303-696-1971. It's the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.